Hello there. Rancho Obi-Wan, the Guinness World Records certified largest Star Wars memorabilia collection. Located in Petaluma, California, featuring the collection of super collector, author, and Star Wars fan ambassador Steve Sansweet. The most powerful Jedi ever. Visit RanchoObiWan.org and subscribe to the Rancho Obi-Wan Virtual Museum. A fun, authentic fan experience. Featuring rare photos, videos, Steve Sansweet Q&As, virtual tours of the museum, exclusive behind-the- seen stories and information and so much more plus your subscription helps ensure the future of the museum it's the rancho obi-wan virtual museum subscribe now at RanchoObiWan.org. get tons of cool perks information and history of star wars collecting from the man who knows it best steve sansui while contributing to the preservation of the world's largest star wars memorabilia collection RanchoObiWan.org. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. And we are not here. We are actually live on a different podcast. Go over to Scurriff's Scuttlebutt podcast. What? You'll see. Scurriff. That's his name. Scurriff. Scurriff? Scuttlebutt? Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's the whole name. Scurf Scuttlebutt Podcast. Come join us at Scurf Scuttlebutt Podcast. Why don't you just go over to the Scuttlebutt Podcast and watch us live. Uh, so scuttle your way over. Just scuttle your way <laughs> over. Get that Scuttlebutt link. Watch us on Scuttlebutt. What's, his, what's the first part of the... Scurriffs. Scurriffs. Scurriff? Scurriffs? Something like, like a that. beetle? Scurriff beetles from Egypt? Maybe. I don't know. Or is that something else? It's, I don't know. Something like that. Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. That's why I call it just the shuttlebutt. Because <laughs> it's all weird to me anyways. Scurriff. Thank you for that interesting introduction, our friends over at Inside the Booth. You should check them out. Dan and Tabitha and the rest of the gang, tell them the scurf sent you. What is up, everybody? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. My co-hosts have left me alone here at the Citadel, but I'm not completely alone. Tonight, we have a very special conversation something that i have been really looking forward to and um we've teased it out uh, for the last uh, week and a half or so and i hope that uh, we we're definitely going to have fun talking about it but it's kind of uh it's not your usual uh geek discussion uh, we tied it in a little bit to some geekness but uh it's a topic that i found interesting and i'll tell you why um I uh, listened to uh, several podcasts, uh, both uh, obviously in and outside of the Red 5 Network, but one of my uh, favorite uh, podcasts is the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast, and I have with me Miss Abigail, that is uh, the host of that show, and the last time I listened to her, uh, one of her episodes was really interesting, and it really got me thinking. Um, and I love when podcasts do that. I, I talk to the radio, you know, while while I'm driving to and fro, and uh, I sometimes I s- find myself yelling at uh, at somebody 
uh, that won't yell back at me, but it's, it, it's a really awesome thing to be able to kind of listen to uh, other people's podcasts and other people's thoughts about certain things. I've got Abigail here from the Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast. I love the name, Abigail. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. I, uh, like I said, I was so looking forward to talking to you and uh, getting this topic off the ground. We finally did it. Here we are. Very exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm really super excited to talk to you about this. Very nice. So uh, heroes and villains in most of our favorite franchises, whether we're talking about Darth Vader's mask or Kylo Ren's mask, the two characters to some degree hide a certain uh, pain of their respective personas. And tonight we are diving into the meaning of those masks, not just Vader and Kylo Ren, but a little bit of our own masks uh, and our masks seem to be a little bit more elusive as we put on uh, a another persona in our own daily lives. We hide things like pain, just like Darth Vader, but we're also uh, hiding other emotions that we keep hidden away, sometimes to protect others, but mostly to protect ourselves. Um, uh, like I said, I'm Ro from the Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast, and tonight we are really going to dive deep into masks and their meanings. I am so excited, Abigail. Oh, me too. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So first of all, I, I mentioned the name of your podcast. And um, like most of uh, other accounts, other other you know shows and stuff like that, uh, our names, when it comes to our podcast, they're also kind of a mask, aren't they? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so first of all, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the, like how you came up with your podcast name and tell the folks a little bit about what you do. Cause I really love it. So, um, my podcast name is actually a play on derogatory word or a derogatory term for women in, uh, like theater, um, like film and things like that. Um, so the actual term is the manic pixie dream girl. I didn't like that. I didn't think it was inclusive enough. So I changed it to the manic pixie weirdo. Um, and I just think that it like encompasses what I'm trying to do, <laughs> um, at my, on my show, um, which is talk about relationships and talk about all the different kinds of relationships that you can have in your life. Um, not just like, you know, your typical ones, like with your spouse or your parents or your siblings or your kids, uh, with everything that you have a relationship with from Avengers Endgame to mental health, to, you know, other movies and things like math and casinos so yeah that's just a little bit about my show very nice very nice and recently i mentioned you dropped a show about your relationship with fearlessness and i really enjoyed that topic having no fear means many things to a lot of people and uh, sometimes uh, we are localized in our own microcosm of existence and some are more global acts of fearlessness you talked a little bit about that and you compared the hollywood trope of the action star or character that acted without fear on a grander scale. But do you think that we can all perform a certain degree of fearlessness when our masks come off? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that because fearlessness, because there is an act of fearlessness present when in just the simple act of taking, of removing the mask, um, yeah, then that means that fearlessness, a, a degree of fearlessness is present. So yes, uh, the flip side, I also believe is true. 
Yeah, and we're uh, we're going to talk about uh, both sides and both aspects of that. But yeah, the the uh, the act of taking off the mask is sometimes considered, you know, a fearless act because we are obviously we are putting on that mask, we are hiding, uh, concealing something about our personalities that we don't want other people to find out. And just the act of taking the mask away is 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 fearless in itself. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about fear in general because really, you know, masks really hide uh, not only fear, but fear I think is one of the biggest things that masks hide. Um, besides these topics, we've spoken to some cosplayer friends of ours, and one thing that is pretty common is that the mask seems to hide the side of ourselves that that live in a moment of fear, especially with with that act, that act in particular being uh, in costume at a convention or, or, or a gathering, cosplaying, as they say. Um, but why are we so afraid of exploring different sides of our own personalities? What do you think, Abigail? I think it's because we're afraid to find, we're afraid of what we'll find. I mean, what happens? Uh, what happens when you go and you start looking into those like darker places? What happens when you start going and poking around and like your own, in your own head? You don't know. You don't know what you're going to find. And it's that fear of the unknown, of not knowing what it is you're going to find, that that's what we're afraid of. And what will we find? I mean, you know, we're all human. We all have the same similar feelings from time to time. What is it so fearful that that we keep that kind of bottled down? I mean, it's different. That's that's the kind of the rub um, is that it's different for everybody. You know, what you find is, you know, solely up to who you are as a person and that can be really scary especially if you're afraid of what it is if if you like I mean a very extreme version or example would be something like what if you found out that like you were actually capable of like hurting another human being oh yeah you know what I'm saying what if you found that out about yourself and um, yeah, that's uh, that's always an interesting concept. Uh, things that you don't know about yourself, but you know, before we veer too far from uh, you know the the geek aspect of of masks, I wanted to ask you uh, because a lot of characters that we love and enjoy, whether it's Star Wars, sci- other sci-fi, uh, obviously Marvel comics and things like that, they use masks for one reason or another. You know, superheroes in general um, hide their faces because they want to protect their identity. They don't. They, there's certain aspects of um, keeping that a secret that serves their own purposes. But getting into uh, some of the reasons that you know characters like Kylo Ren ha- hide their faces, and I think um, a lot of dark side users um, hide their faces for one reason or another. I'm going to go into the whole Darth Vader thing. You know, there's a lot of pain getting into the character in itself. There's Vader suffers from a lot of pain and we see obviously his, uh, his character changes from a little boy who is very, you know, innocent to, to someone who plays around with the dark side to try to save uh, a loved one, and he goes, he crosses that line. And once he crosses that line, obviously we all know what happens, but Vader wears a certain mask, uh, you know, forever at this point. But Kylo does the same thing. Everyone seems to be hiding a certain aspect of their personality. And I think um, 
Do you think that pain is one of the things that masks are used to hide um, both in fiction and in real life? I don't know if it's pain. I think it's more shame related. And are you talking about the characters or in real life? Both. Or both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both. I think that it's there's a lot there's a big element of shame that is uh, trying to that you're trying to hide from uh, whether you're talking about a character in a television uh, series or a film um, or in real life I don't I don't think it matters. That is interesting. So um, shame, hiding shame, I can see that, especially um, you know. Growing up, we we tend to, um, you know, when we're younger, we we tend to look at ourselves in a certain way. As we get older, we grow up in stages, and uh, our personalities change. But uh, you know, shed uh, we shed the ways of childhood. We grow into our own skin as as young people, but we establish ourselves as responsible adults for the most part. Um, how? How far do you think or, or what do you think that these societal constructs limit our way uh, when it comes to identifying, you know, our own selves? Uh, because we do go through these massive changes from young person to adolescent to young adult, et cetera, et cetera. Does it create, do you think it creates some sort of fear in itself by you know, do, are we growing up too fast and, and, and getting to the next stage before we understand the previous stage? I think so. Yes. Um, I, I, I definitely think so. I can only really like speak for myself, but, um, I, you know, personally it's too rigid for me. It's very, very rigid and it's just too, there's something about it. That's like, it, it like weirds me out because it's just too, the best word I can describe it as is rigid. Um, I need it to be more fluid and ebb and flow in order for me to thrive. Um, and so it needs like, it just, the way that that structure that society has built, this is how you do it. You go from this step to this step to this step. I, it's just, it's too much. It's too, it's too rigid for me. What would be the best way for you to see that growth inside yourself? Is to allow it to be more fluid. Um, okay. To, to not 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 necessarily have it be an all or nothing situation or a this is or that. Um, just have it be more fluid where you can kind of, you know, go in and out of each stage at will. And that's interesting, too, because I mentioned that, uh, you know, when when we grow older, um, society tells us, you know, don't do childish things. Uh, but sometimes, you know, a lot of us kind of stay in that, that space. Um, some of us stay in that space and it's uh, mentally, it's kind of bad because we don't have that growth, but some of us are able to, um, I don't know, have a balance, uh, between bouncing back and forth, uh, within that space. Um, do you find that this is true? Yes, I do. I definitely do. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, besides fear, we see masks that cover up ugliness, sometimes from a practical sense, like characters uh, from Phantom of the Opera or the Elephant Man. But characters like that where society has shunned them, sometimes hidden away, we get to fear again. Um, you know, that seems like it's kind of like the underlying thing. Um, but this time on the opposite end, the fear comes not from self, but from the outside. 
Um, how do you think that type of fear feeds into our own masks of being accepted, uh, being accepted or not in today's society? Do you think that adds to to the to the drama? Oh, of course it does. I don't know how it couldn't. I mean, a mask really, when it comes down to it, is just a projection of ourself and what it is we want to project onto the world and what it is we don't want to project onto the world. Um, and it's how it's, it's almost the best way that I, uh, to describe it as like a mirror of who you truly are. And so if you use that as a baseline model, then, I mean, yeah, it, it it's all fear-based, but it, it all, but there is an element of fearlessness that, you know, is attached to each to some degree, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned that your your episode on fearlessness really opened up uh, uh, um, a stream of, of thinking, um, especially when it came to this episode. I think, you know, I wanted to do this episode before listening to your fearlessness um, episode. And when I listened to that, I was like, oh, wow, this is this ties into it so, so vividly uh, for me. Um, because we have been talking about fear. Um, we, you know, we, we have fear when we put that mask on and, you know, the, it's funny because getting into the cosplay thing, something changes, something, there's a switch that gets flipped and obviously the mask is used to, to hide that fear, but it also protects us mm -hmm. and it gives us a sense of fearlessness at the same time. Uh, getting back to the cosplay situation, you know, you wouldn't, um, uh, you wouldn't think twice about, you know, trooping around in a in a costume, you know, uh, outside of your home. But when you're, you know, at a convention, when everybody, I guess, is doing it, you feel a little better. Um, but you you still have that mask. And a lot of cosplayers I've talked to um, really, uh, they seem to be introverts. Um, but on the floor of a, you know, like a Star Wars convention or, or a, a fan get together, um, that introversion goes away. And I, I think that's kind of interesting. And I think it's cool for the most part, but I think it's kind of interesting too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can definitely um, attest to that. I, you know, I've cosplayed before. Um, I've, you know, all the things. So, yeah, I mean, definitely. There is an element there of that, um, you know, that wanting to be fearlessness and, and jumping into somebody else's skin and cosplaying as somebody else that like you want to be that projection of yourself that you want to be and those qualities and those attributes of each character that you dress up as um, to want to be a part of that and be that. Do we, do you think that sometimes we, um, we sabotage ourselves by putting on that mask? Is it a, is it a crutch? Do we rely on that mask too much? I think it depends on the person. I don't necessarily think that like I could say, for instance, that like judge you about it. Like that wouldn't I, that wouldn't feel right to me. Like I couldn't tell you that. That's something that I think each individual has to decide for themselves. But do you think it can be used as a crutch? Yes, 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 yes. Hello, Scareflies. It's Nicole. One third of one. Rogue One Radio. Well, you guys posed a good question on Twitter in regards to what is behind the mask. And I would like to get into that a little bit real quick on this voicemail. It is not always a mask that some of us, including myself, we wear. Sometimes it is the walls we have built to protect ourselves. Sometimes 
those walls are actually several layers within the fortress or even a drawbridge, all to protect ourselves. Those layers, you can only go so far. For a drawbridge, that means you're basically only getting in a little bit. And depending on who or where, those walls can come down or you can get within that fortress. So whether it be a mask, a wall, or a drawbridge, the variations are, I feel, are instilled based off if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, various situations, or traumas that a person has faced. Depending on the degree, again, you'll only be allowed so far in through those walls, or you'll see a particular mask and the person behind it. A smile is only so much, as Robin Williams has said before. You know, there's a lot more behind that mask. And in regards to your other question, in regards to superheroes, I'm glad to see that Marvel and sometimes DC, in particular for me, with the Joker from 2019, um, that they have shown us that they have various masks and various walls, like Wanda, that they have placed up because of grief, pain, or hurt. It makes the hero or villain more humane and very relatable. And personally, it is hard to sometimes let down those walls. It is sometimes really hard to even let down a drawbridge. You know, until a person feels safe, they might have to wear that mask or keep, you know, those walls up until they can slowly let the walls or the mask change. So if you're a person that feels like you're dealing with somebody with a mask, have patience with them. Have grace because that person probably wants to trust you, but it's taking them some time. And I hope that you guys all have a great day. I'm looking forward to this upcoming episode about masks. And who knows, maybe you'll even throw in a little bit about a wall and a drawbridge. Heck, we'll go with the fortress. I mean, come on. Scarlet Witch, WandaVision, she had one. She really did. And that, for me, was very relatable. I did want to talk about, because you talked about um, the real you. um, And I guess it kind of brings... um, ideas that uh, there are several versions of you and and you know we everybody knows that you know when you're at work you're a certain person when you're at home you're a certain person um, we each kind of rely on different versions of ourselves uh, but Freud talked about the second self and the coping mechanism that we each have to deal with stress and emotion and things like that So these masks that we wear allow us to be more free within our own true personalities. Uh, We hide behind them, and uh, like Vader hides his scars that were the direct results of the corrupted love that he felt for Padme, uh, Kylo Ren's mask hides the unbearable pain that is pulling him to the dark side. Some of us use masks to muster up strength to help us act fearlessly, but sometimes uh, we use these masks to explore, like you said earlier, the the fearful side of our personality or maybe even the darker side of our personality. I want to ask you, this is a very broad and general question, 
and we're not going to be judging anyone with our answers. I just want to get your um, feeling for it. What do you think when I, uh, what do you think then if, if I said that masks are inherently good? I would disagree. I would disagree and say that I think mm, okay. that they are inherently neutral. So it can go both ways. You can, uh, again, you're just depending on on who's behind the mask or who is using it for what purpose. Is that mm -hmm. what you mean? Yeah, alas, it all comes down to our choices. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, we were, a while ago, we had a, an episode on, you know, what does it mean for the force to be in balance? And uh, we talked about, you know, the concept of light and dark. And um, we had a really great discussion about that. But uh, I think overall, we we came to the conclusion that uh, it really uh, it depends on how you use it. Um, I know there's always been some controversy about in you know in the Star Wars aspect, some controversy about uh, gray Jedi, and some people are against it. Some people are are for it and can understand the concept of a gray Jedi being able to use the dark side for good and vice versa. It's um, it's. To me, I think it's a kind of a, a, a radical uh, explanation. Uh, but again, it's, it, you know, based on Star Wars, you know, if you go down that dark path forever, will it dominate your future, as uh, Yoda says. But in the real world, do you think that folks can use something like the dark side to, um, to affect change for good? What do you think? I think theoretically it's possible. I don't know what the likelihood of it being used for like an ultimate good is in the real world. But I think that it has the, I think it has the possibility of working in theory. Yes. I think sometimes perhaps uh, temptation remains um, present and um, you know, not to get into, you know, a, a super deep philosophical discussion on on that um yeah i think it's uh, you know it, it's definitely controversial radical however you want to describe it but i think uh you know i don't i don't know that, that's a, a really uh really interesting question um i don't know if there's a a specific you know definitive answer but um well those are like who are heroes yeah but i mean those are like who are you know who like our our heroes or our anti-heroes are you know? Right. And so I feel like, yes, it is possible. It can be done. It's just a matter of like, you know, it actually being done in the real world. And obviously the real world is a lot different than our fictional world of uh, sci-fi laser swords and spaceships. But I think, you know, some of those fables, especially, you know, Star Wars as George Lucas created a new fable for young people, to kind of, uh, you know, revisit the worlds of, of wizards and, and get, uh, you know, get some lessons um, from, from new, new fables um, and, uh, and fairy tales. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, masks are, are very interesting to me because like I said, we all wear them, whether we like to believe, believe it or not, we do have kind of an, an internal switch that allows us to, um, metamorphosize ourselves into one person rather than somebody else. I think um, 
I think masks definitely do serve a purpose. I think, you know, coupled with, I don't know, coupled with, with, uh, with fearlessness, um, the, the act of, of doing something because you have to, um, it definitely, I think it definitely serves a purpose. I think it's a tool, um, like anything, I guess. Um, if you, if you do require a mask to, to, to do something, um, I think it could be a useful tool to, to be able to, you know, be fearless in your own way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I don't necessarily think that having a mask is a bad thing. It's, it's, it's not inherently a bad thing. It's not inherently a good thing. It's just a matter of what you choose to value and what you choose to project onto the world and onto that mask um, as a reflection of who you are as an individual. So I would just, you know, advise people to, you know, kind of think about those things um, the next time that they find themselves in a mask. And make sure not to slaughter younglings. Yeah, that either. <laughs> we did get a voicemail from one of our friends over at uh, the Press Play Studios, Alan. He uh, sent us a voicemail, and um, I'm going to play it in a second, but... Uh, it's uh, it's interesting. I had put out the uh, the call on Twitter to see if anybody would want to participate and lend their two cents regarding masks. Obviously, everybody had you know the the usual uh, you know we we hide behind our, our masks uh, in everyday life, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, let's uh, let's see what Alan has to say about masks, and uh, we'll check it out. Oh yeah, okay. Hello, Scuttlebutt Podcast. My name is Alan. I'm with Press Play Streaming Studios. Your subject upcoming on the masks we wear. Um, masking is a common human trait. It's a coping mechanism to allow us to hide our fears, our feelings of inadequacy, um, especially in social situations. For example, I myself was voted the most outrageous while I was in high school because I used my humor to hide the fact that I always felt as if I didn't belong. There was really nothing worse than being in a crowd of people that you were close to, yet feeling alone or unworthy of the friendships. I still struggle with this, but next to no one really knows it. My mask is always close by, whether it's the one I use while I'm on air, or the one I use while I'm at work, or the one I use while I'm in social situations in order to hide my own inadequacies, my own fears. Anyway, this is the truth about wearing masks as far as I'm concerned. I hope this helps, and I hope someone hears it and understands that they are not alone. Appreciate you. Appreciate everything you do. And that is the Scuttlebutt. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you that support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you, wonderful people who have found it in their hearts to support our show. We're super lucky to have you. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, What Up Joey, The Salty Crew at the Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt. 
super fan of many of the Red 5 Network pods, Nicholas Schaefer. Follow him at Backyard Tardis. What's up, Nick? Our Star Wars celebration friend, Chad, at Hyperspace and Holocrons. Jay from Florida. Our other Floridians, Frank, at the Garrison level. Big thanks. And looking at you, Steve, from Rogue One Radio. Check out that Red 5 pod for movies, music, TV, and more. And certainly not least, our executor-level patrons, 97 Bravo and the Convergence Podcast. And Scott and Kim from the Used and Abused Podcast. Big thank you, Red Fivers. Go give them a follow. And our newest Garrison-level patron, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Huge respect to all our patrons for your support. And if you want to become more involved in the Scarif Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, head over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. And don't forget, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. So I put the question out there on Twitter and I wanted to find out from our followers and friends what they thought about our mask concept and the topic of wearing masks. We have our friend Dragon Buddy that says the masks we wear are a metaphor for our daily lives. We only show our true selves to ourselves. However, putting on the mask, helmet or bucket hides our insecurities and makes us feel part of something bigger. We are connected to those around us in a way we couldn't just be by being us. That's kind of an interesting thing. What do you think about that? I think it's interesting. Um, I I definitely agree with like parts of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, parts of it. Yeah, the uh, the, the concept of, of being connected with folks around us when we couldn't be if we were just ourselves i i I think that's kind of um it's kind of an interesting concept i think um you know if we're getting back to exploring our our own selves and being honest with ourselves i think i'd I'd rather have somebody honest with themselves and be comfortable around me or others instead of playing a role um I think that's the part where I kind of get a little wishy-washy about agreeing with the concept as a whole. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think that it's, um, like I said, I think it's interesting. And uh, I don't really know exactly how I feel about it at this moment. But, um, you know, it's it's an interesting idea. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we have uh, our friend Charles from the Conversations podcast is there a scenario in life where we truly remove all the masks we could be wearing? Is the last mask the one we trick ourselves into thinking it isn't one? That's kind of interesting, too. Yes, I think the answer to that question is yes. Mm. Thank you, Charles. Charles is always, he's a thinking man's nerd. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Somebody posted, I worked in sterile processing and we had to wear masks to be protected from germs, blood, and etc. We all mask or cover up something in life that we don't want others to see, but all masks have to come off to show our true nature or true self. Let's just hope it's for the good. And I think that kind of goes along um, something I think you said earlier, 
that uh, it's neither bad nor good. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's functional. Um, in his case, obviously, it's it's more functional mechanically speaking. Um, but uh, you know, I, I found that interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. I think that 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 kind of sums up exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> And we've got uh, our friend David Giles, uh, who says, I can't speak for everyone else, but I wear them to protect my inner self from being exposed to the cruelty of the world. Wow. Yes. Again, yes. It's, it's, it's a projection of what you, it's why I said it's like a projection of what you want, of who you want to be and the types of things that you want to exhibit within the external world around you. Um, it's there to protect you. It's used as a protection mechanism, but it is a projection of your of yourself, of a version of yourself. I'm deeply thinking about that because obviously we are, you know, we've always been living in a topsy turvy world. Things are are happening all over the place. Um, you know, how do we cope with all that stuff? It gets bombarded with uh with uh, you know every day that. Uh, we open up the news and we log on to Twitter or other social media. We see, you know, horrible things happening all the time. Um, yeah, it's is definitely something that, uh, you know, we use to kind of protect ourselves from that cruelty. I think we still see it. Um, I'm not sure personally for me, I'm not sure how those masks um, protect us from the you know, the evil and, 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 and craziness that's out there. Um, I think it's more emotional. I think it's more emotional mm. protection and like protecting that childlike part of you, sure. um, protecting that innocent part of you, protecting those things that you consider to that, that you value and you consider to be sacred to yourself. I think that's what it's protecting. I don't think it's necessarily always a physical protection. And that's a great point. I think, um, you know, we, you know, we wear these masks uh, sometimes uh, in multi layers, but, uh, you know, the masks do protect us from from whatever it is that we want to be shielded from, um, whether it's uh, physical or emotional. But I think emotional, you know, you you said it, uh, it's it's important to kind of, um, I don't know, keep, keep yourself guarded. Um, yeah. Interesting one from uh, David Giles. And obviously, we uh, definitely talked about masks giving us confidence into something that we might otherwise be hesitant hesitant to do. Uh, Our friend Red Four Charlie, DJ from Rogue One Radio, sent that one up. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, it it goes again, it goes along with uh, your episode on fearlessness. Uh, you know, what is it to be fearless? What is it to, to have no fear? And I'm not sure if any, if, if any one person on this planet has absolutely no fear, I think it's part of, uh, of human nature. I I think it's a a degree of the types of masks that, uh, that we wear that, uh, give, give us the, the ability to, I guess, be less fearful than the next person or more fearful. Um, there's definitely you know, different degrees of fearlessness, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. There's definitely different like variations and varying um, categories of fearlessness. I definitely believe that. I'm going to ask you this question. It's a question that I'm going to ask. 
Um, I think at this point, when we're recording uh, in a couple of days on Saturday, we are going to be doing a special Scarif Live. But I wanted to ask you this question that kind of goes along with that episode um, of, uh, you know, mental health and, and self-care and things like that. I wanted to ask you a cool question, just a quick question to see if you can um, if you can give us a, 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 an answer. Um, who are you? Who am I? I am who I am. Very nice. Excellent. <laughs> Abigail, thank you so much. Uh, is there any final thoughts on masks? This has been, you know, really fascinating. I, 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 uh, oh. I, I loved this topic when we, uh, when we, uh, when I thought of it and, uh, bringing you in really was, uh, was a treat that I was looking forward to. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on masks? Oh, um, no, not really. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This has been so great. <laughs> so tell folks where people can find you. And uh, do you know what's coming up on, on your pat on your show? Absolutely. So um, you can find me on Twitter at MP Wordo podcast. That's where you're going to get the most engagement. I also have an Instagram and a TikTok, the underscore main underscore weirdo one. You can also email me at manapixieweirdo at protonmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail at manapixieweirdopodcast.com. And uh, coming up uh, in within the next couple of weeks, we have episodes coming up about uh, culture and representation and our, our uh, relationship with science. So you can look forward to those kinds of things coming up. Absolutely. That's awesome. Can't wait to dive into those. Um, like I said, I listen to you uh, a lot. And uh, that fearlessness episode, if you guys have not caught it up, it's obviously it's available wherever you get your other favorite podcasts. Check it out. Check out Abigail and uh, fearlessness. You know, I love your concept, your relationship with so-and-so. And it's such a, such a great, uh, great way to start a conversation because we all have relationships, like you said, whether it's with uh, another person or, or even another concept. So I, I love your show and I love that concept. Oh, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I love your show too. Thank you so much for having me. Very nice. Thank you very much for coming by. And if you wanted to chime in on masks, we would love to hear what you have to say. Leave us a voicemail on the Scare of Scuttlebutt hotline, 773-234-8659. Or send us an email the old-fashioned way at scarefscuttlebutt at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the rest of the Red 5 Network family of pods and content creators. We got YouTube peeps. We got podcasts peeps doing all sorts of fun stuff. Check out the Red 5 Network at red5network.com and the bio link attached to the pinned tweet at the Red 5 Network Twitter account. Thank you guys very much for joining me, uh, myself, and Abigail. Uh, hope you have a great time. And, man, I can't wait to uh, drop this episode as soon as I cut this up. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, everybody. This is Ro, and that is the Scuttlebutt. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. 
And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say, hello there. Please hold. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs>